Be careful who you follow in life. There's plenty of snake oil salesmen out there. And why do we tend to follow the crowd or go with some popular voice? Well, most likely it's because it's easier than thinking for ourselves or doing the research ourselves. We're social creatures, you know, we want to be loved, we want to be liked, it gives us a feeling of self-esteem boost, a little bit of a dopamine hit when somebody likes what we say, when somebody decides to follow us on social media, somebody decides to give us a retweet or a share, depending on what you're using. Social media plays on all of those human emotions in order to make us feel a certain way. And people have been following crowds since the beginning of time. Sometimes we follow the wrong people. I mean, think about Charles Manson, right? He had his cultish following, people doing bad things. Think about a lot of the cults that we've had in society. How do you know whether or not you're following the wrong person? I think today I'm going to try to help you out. And we're also going to get into the World Economic Forum and some other topics that are going on strong right now this week. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee. Whatever it is that you're into, you're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. America Emboldened. Greg, I feel emboldened. You don't know the founding fathers. You don't know what they did. You don't know what they sacrificed. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, bold Americans, to another episode today. I'm about to ruffle some feathers, and I'm okay with it. I don't call people out that often, but it's time. It's time to call somebody out and do so with gusto, because we follow people We follow people often on social media at our own peril. There's a gentleman out there. He goes by M. Todd Trebony, and then he puts M-D-F-A-A-C. His Twitter page, if you want to go find it, you can find it. I don't mind. I'll promote it. At Doc underscore Sinning. He says he's an internist. He's an anti-Truman show host. He says his... My permanent suspension has been revoked. Not medical advice, just a rebel's opinion. Then he has his Telegram page. He has 19,500 followers. Some of those followers are people on my own network. Well, it's time to call Taj Trebony out. I, I have trouble even calling this man a doctor for how idiotic he was in what he posted the other day. And if I don't call this out and you don't call this out, you are nothing but a follower, right? We need to make sure that we are looking at facts and we need to make sure that we're holding each other accountable for the words that we type. And so Dr. Uh, Trebony, I'll call him doctor because he earned that title if he really did go through there. Although I got to We're going to do some research on him today. He makes this comment yesterday. He says, when an NFL receiver collapses and undergoes CPR for over 10 minutes and miraculously quickly recovers and walks the practice field one week later, It really makes me wonder if the elites actually have a jab antidote and didn't like the bad publicity, so they were forced to use it. I was quick to point out on his post that this gentleman is an elite athlete, Damar Hamlin. He was in peak physical condition and he was young. He was 24. His body is resilient and he also had access to some of the best resources immediately on the NFL sidelines doctors came to his help. 
which the average person going in the cardiac arrest, you would not have that. And then I said, there's no antidote for 10 minutes of cardiac arrest unless you call it CPR and uh, heart conversion. And so this uh, Trebony writes back, not sure what your point is here. Peak condition, no. He was jabbed immediately, no. They weren't as fast on the field as I would have suspected. And my post didn't mention antidote for the arrest, but an antidote for the poison in his body. That's right, Trebony, you're a moron. You're a moron because had you read my post, I wasn't saying that you had stated that it was an antidote for the arrest. I was trolling your fact that you're trying to tell everybody that the cardiac arrest was caused by the vaccine and that they gave him an antidote on the sidelines that brought him back and got him healthy. No, they did CPR. They shocked his heart back into rhythm. And so I further said, my point is, in his recovery, he likely is at risk for a future cardiac arrest if there's scarring that caused that QT interval to happen in the first place from mRNA. There's no antidote for that. It would be permanent damage, possibly needing a pacemaker for when he was released, which according to all reports, there's no pacemaker. And since there was no report of that pacemaker, likely he doesn't have the heart muscle damage or it's too soon to know the extent. Now, I'm not saying that this wasn't vaccine related, but I continued on. I said, can you also point me to the data that shows that he was jabbed? I know many of the Buffalo Bills are, but I know some are not, such as Cole Beasley. Did I miss the release of that? To which this Todd Trebony writes, 1226. So I had to go back to 1226 and find out what he was referring to because I was really confused about, okay, maybe I miss some type of announcement with Damar Hamlin. And then it hit me. I know exactly what he was talking about because I, I, I Googled it quickly and I was like, oh, yep, I debunked this already. And anyone else could have debunked this that was willing to not just follow along. The doctor that chimed in on Twitter that people say said that he gave him his uh, COVID shot, Dr. Eidelman, uh, that account was reportedly created just last month. And it described the person as an artist, data scientist, disinfo, deception, fraud detector, democracy, enjoyer, not a doctor. But they stated that they gave him his vaccine. So Trebony, you absolute spineless skeleton leading tens of thousands of people completely astray. Listen to these words right here for me. Okay. You call yourself a doctor. Doctors are supposed to be some of the most trusted people. And here you are out there on Twitter telling everybody, oh, no, they brought him back with an antidote. You absolute donkey. Now it says here, when I looked up to see who you are, that you're board certified in internal medicine and aesthetics medicine. You're also both the owner and founder of the first medical health spa in Camilla, Georgia, the Juvenescence Medical Spa. It says that you're the owner founder of one of the longest running medical weight loss centers in South Georgia, Moultrie Medical Weight Loss and Satellite Office, founded 2007 through 2016. Dr. Trevany has been a fellow of the American Academy of Cardiology for 22 years, providing service to the South Georgia rural community. Now, you've been part as a fellow in cardiology, and you don't understand what I'm saying about the QT interval. You don't understand what I'm saying about the pacemaker. You're really going to double down. And then you're also going to tell your patients, you're going to tell people that follow you that a fake doctor stated that this man got a COVID jab. 
they should revoke your medical license for being a moron and being a deceitful liar. That's exactly what they should do. I don't have time for people to follow individuals that cannot back up things with facts. Dr. Peter McCullough is labeled as disinformation. If you go on to Wikipedia, there's plenty of articles. But when you speak with Dr. McCullough, you hear peer-reviewed research time and time again, paper after paper, to back up his claims. So, Mason Todd Trebony, I'm asking you to back up your claims. You show me. You provide for the listeners on the America Out Loud Network and for the thousands of people that follow you on Twitter. You provide the paperwork that confirms two things that you're making claims for. Number one, that DeMar Hamlin was vaccinated, that you had evidence of it before January 17th, because as of January 17th, that information does not exist unless you are his doctor, which you are not, nor are you allowed to represent yourself as one. Also, I see here that you call yourself a sinner songwriter worship leader. As a worship leader, you should know that honesty is a very important thing, correct? I was a youth minister. I know that integrity and honesty is something that I value above almost anything else. So if you have integrity, you have honesty, and I'm hoping you do. I'm hoping that I'm just a little fired up over nothing. Maybe we can talk this out. Maybe not after I called you a moron as many times as I have this episode. But I, I, I want to really understand how you're not getting the point of that the cardiologist saved his life that day. You go and you say that it took way too long later in your post for them to even get to DeMar Hamlin. I saw very prompt medical care. I'd like to know where your expertise is, where you're going against Peter McCullough. I, I, I listened to Peter McCullough on multiple shows. Uh, he was on my show already too. I want to know where your expertise goes against one of the leading cardiologists in the country, right? I, I, I'm very curious what that means. So apparently you've studied, you have the credentials. I'm very concerned that you are doing this type of medicine putting out this type of content. And so individuals that are following you, that are liking your replies to me, that's fine. You are following a snake oil salesman right now. You're following somebody who is lying knowingly to you. You're following somebody who's cashing in off the mRNA narrative. I, I think you should know where I stand at this point. I believe that, yes, something's up with the mRNA. I believe that we need to do more studies we need to find out. We need our government to step in to take care of the vaccine injured. We need to have an honest conversation that we can get rid of and decentralize this whole medical um, facade that we have that's keeping from honest conversations happening. But I will not ignore straight lies. I will not ignore people that sensationalize headlines in order to get retweets in order to get followers, especially when you're supposed to have the credentials that you have. Shame on you. Now, speaking of people that are deceiving, I have the list of everyone that's attending the WEF right now from the United States. Now, when I say I have the list of everyone, no, I don't have the list of every single person, but the WEF has published a list on their website of public figures. They didn't publish private figures, right? But the public figures that are showing up, there is a name on this list that is scary to me. Christopher Ray. What is our FBI director, Christopher Ray, 
doing at the WEF? Does anyone have any guesses as to why he's going there, uh, what he is trying to accomplish? If anything, this makes me even more skeptical of the WEF. The fact that we're getting intelligence leaders from around the world in the midst of what people are saying the WEF is trying to put in a world agenda and take over the world's uh, governmental offices and figures in order to set their own agenda. The fact that these individuals are over there, we're going to go through that list on the opposite side. Be careful who you follow, right? It's so important right now that you see things skeptically, right? And I, I even mean that with the WEF, right? What if the WEF has good altruistic ideas and intentions? Well, then I really don't understand the whole concept of you will own nothing and you'll be happy. I don't understand this push to have insects as food because there's going to be a food crisis. And then what? Only the elite get to eat actual meat anymore. Crickets are being normalized. Beetle burgers are going to be coming onto menus. I have a problem with all of this. So be careful who you follow, but be skeptical of all narratives. I think that that's the, the important lesson here. So on the flip side of the break, we're going to go through our leaders and who's at the Davos summit for the WEF this week. We'll be right back after these messages. Make sure that you're supporting our sponsors. Go to americaoutloud.com. We have plenty of great different products all over there from healthy cell to clear to um, the Genesis fogger, uh, as well as Cofix RX. There are four awesome products. You can go support those. And as I always tell you, you can get that Genesis Fogger at discount by going to genesisfogger.com backslash out loud just for listening to the show. Isn't that awesome? That's great. So I'll see you right on the other side of the break. You guys are listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash outloud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. Fighting the ultimate fight between good and evil. AmericaOutloud.com replaces groupthink with innovative think 
Well, it was Walt Whitman, the poet, who said, keep your face always toward the sunshine and shadows will fall behind you. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Welcome back, Bold Americans, second half of the show. Before we get into the WEF, I, I just need to revisit one last part. I was talking about my anger and frustration over who we follow and why we follow them. And this uh, Mason Todd Trebony doctor uh, that just is spreading lies, just isn't giving facts. And I, I thought about it during the break, and here's why it bothers me. During my time as a youth minister in the Catholic Church, the sexual abuse lawsuits started up in the Diocese of Wilmington. And as a result, every single person that was innocent working for the Catholic Church lost their pension. The diocese filed bankruptcy, lost the pensions. Now, these are people that took very little pay in order to do the ministry of Catholic schooling, the ministry of Catholic Church work, and they lost their savings that they were uh, hoping to get later on in life. And they did so because people trusted the profession of a priesthood. They trusted it so much that back in the 1960s, 1950s, you'd have a priest over and the priest would just be seen as somebody who could do no wrong. There are very few professions in the world where people have just carte blanche trust in you and what you're going to say. And that's what I think really got to me about this. This is a doctor making these claims and it's very easily verified with just a little bit of research that what their claims are, are lies. Very simple. And I have to call that out. I have to call that out, especially if you're going to try to make me uh, look like I'm an idiot and saying, yeah, okay, haha, laughing me off. No, you don't get to try to laugh somebody off when you are in a position of trust and you're violating that trust to the public. Somebody needs to call you out on it. And so that's me today on my show. And I hope this makes it back to you. I hope that you hear this because you need to. It's very important. It's vital. It's the same thing that I experienced with the various different priests that covered up the abuse of brother priest when they were younger and they saw the elder priests that were doing the abuse. They heard of it. They watched these priests get moved around. They didn't open their mouths and speak up. And I have the same general feeling about those individuals that I do of doctors in this time of great need of the pandemic where there's so much information out there and people are looking for what to trust. We need to have the good doctors, the, the Dr. Malone's, the Dr. McCullough's. We need the people that are citing the research and doing their best to get through. They may not get it right every single time, but as far as what they're doing with their integrity, it's there. And so follow the people that have integrity. And maybe if you don't know how to spot that, see if they are dismissive when they are given uh, some adversity. On my show, I had Dr. McCullough and I, I asked him if how he feels about people trying to discredit him. And he said, well, no one's ever discredited me. 
He said, I haven't had one doctor discredit me yet, Greg. He said, if you look at all the peer-reviewed research and everything, it's just people that like to make these type of claims in order to cut down, but they're not medical doctors. They're not people that have passed the boards. That's people, um, you know, people that do what Dr. McCullough is doing. That's something that I respect. Now, I got to get into the WEF because that's what I was telling you about at the the second half of that first half of the show. Follow that. (laughs) So they put out a list of the public figures. Now, there is a total of 2,658 of the world's decision makers gathering right now as you hear this podcast in Davos, Switzerland. And that's the annual meeting of the World Economic Forum. And you're going to be able to watch live. They're, they're streaming a lot of this. Not all of them, but they're streaming a good amount. Now, this event is the elite of the world that go through the global agenda for the coming year. Now, you and I don't get much say. As George Carlin once said, it's a big club and you ain't in it. Well, that's that's right. We're not part of those 2,658. It's heads of state. It's royalty. It's the academics, the billionaires, the heads of media around the world. Um, and so I wanted to see who were the public figures. And they published a very small list of United States public officials. John Kerry who is the Special Presidential Envoy for Climate of the United States of America. Catherine Tai, she is the United States Trade Representative. And I want to know more about her. She went to Yale and Harvard. Uh, She is part of the Democrat Party. um, And she has been the United States Trade Representative just for the past uh, two years. She was sworn in uh, in 2021 of March into the president's cabinet. Um, she is, uh, anyway, we'll get back to that in just a moment. The other person's name on this list is Martin Walsh, the secretary of labor of the United States. Now, Martin Walsh is an American politician and a former union official. Uh, he also is affiliated with the democratic party and as well, uh, has been in the same office since March of 2021 in the cabinet position. Then we go down and we see we have Samantha Power, the administrator for the United States Agency for International Development. We have Avril Haines, who's the director of national intelligence. Hmm, that's getting interesting now. Avril Haines. Now, if you don't know who Avril Haines is, that wasn't a name that I was uh, too familiar with, Um, but... What I found out is Georgetown uh, University graduate in 2001, but Avril is also 53 years old, all right? And she was sworn in uh, as the seventh Senate-confirmed director of national intelligence. Her national security experience started during the Obama administration. She was the assistant to the president. Uh, From 2013 to 2015, she was the deputy director at the CIA, uh, where she was the first woman to hold both of those positions. Uh, She started working as a federal government, as a civil servant, and uh, she worked through all three branches of government over the last two decades. Uh, She also served uh, on military, national, and public service levels. Now, this is a very interesting thing because of who she's paired with 
on the next name on the list, Christopher Ray. That's right, the Director of Federal Bureau of Investigation. Now, we see the FBI in the Twitter files has had a intimate relationship working alongside social media companies. Why does that matter? Well, if you look at the WEF and you look at their mission, they need to have multiple areas of influence firing at all cylinders in order to transform their agenda. And they don't hide this whatsoever. If, if you go onto the weforum.org, okay, that's, that's their website, you can see Klaus Schwab just yesterday start talking in front of his thousands of people about what that agenda is and how they're going to accomplish it. And his words chilled me. It chilled me because I often talk about that connection between brain and heart and how we have to lead with our heart. Klaus Schwab used those words as far as a sustainable future. We've got to lead with our heart. And not in those exact words, but he said it's going to take our hearts um, and that kind of that faith in there. That's some scary kind of change of words. And then I'm going, well, maybe he isn't all that bad, but I still remember what he said before. Don't, don't worry, I didn't flip. We also have the governor of the state of Georgia, Brian Kemp. We have my own senator, Christopher Coons. Now, I've met Chris Coons uh, before uh, when I was a youth minister. Uh, I got to meet him. He would go on the pilgrimage march with us. Uh, he always came across as his own biggest fan. Uh, I'm not going to uh, paint it any other way. But he wasn't a bad guy. Uh, never, you know, got this uh, impression that uh, Senator Coons was somebody that I didn't like. He, he was personable. He took time to speak and wasn't overly uh, a politician in speaking, but definitely didn't have a lot of time for people. Um, and so he was an American lawyer uh, before he got into politics. He's very close to Joe Biden. I want to point that out for everybody. Uh, he is extremely close with Joe Biden, and, and many people feel that Joe Biden was trying to uh, groom him in order to bring him up later as a possible presidential or vice president type of uh, character for this country. Uh, we have Daryl Issa, a congressman from California, Republican in the 48th District. Gregory Meeks, who's a congressman from New York, a Democrat from the 5th District. We have Gretchen Whitmore the governor of Michigan, knew all about her during the pandemic, uh, the governor of Illinois, Pritzker. We have James Risch, the senator from Idaho, Joe Manchin, the senator from West Virginia, who's a Democrat, Kristen Sinema, who's an independent from Arizona, Maria Cantwell, senator from Washington, Democrat. We have a congresswoman from Florida in the U.S. House of Representatives, Maria Elvira Salazar. She's a Republican there down in Florida. Mike Gallagher, Wisconsin, and Mike Sherrill, or I'm sorry, Mickey Sherrill, Congresswoman from New Jersey, Democrat, Seth Moulton, Congressman from Massachusetts, Democrat. Now, those are the public figures the WEF list. Why do I name them? Well, as the fact that our, in fact, that your taxes are paying for their travel. I believe that if this is your representative and Chris Coons is mine, we should be demanding why they went. What is it? What's the game plan? Why are they there? Why is it that they were selected out of all of our representatives to be there at Davos uh, 2023? Now, let's talk about 
uh, more about this list. So the um, 2,658, we only named right there about 12 of them. So there's still over 2,600 people that we don't know all of the names that are there. And the, the public list that even came out, that's, it's, that's like 100 names. That's it. So 2,500 people, we don't really know who's there. The police and military blocked access to the roads where Klaus Schwab is having this. They're going to have fingerprints. So people, vehicles, and fingerprints are now checked. Uh, the Swiss military is giving 5,000 soldiers in order to maintain their security. And when you watch the uh, website for weforum.org, it's turned to like an Apple event. They're putting up all of their different um, segments, what they're going to be covering at this year's uh, forum. Uh, what should people watch? What should people check out? And I, I find this intriguing because they started off with, you know, you'd have to watch these things after the fact and you'd see some YouTube videos. Now they're putting it all out there in case people just want to start watching what's going on. They're putting the entire program online. And so I wanted to look at the program with you today and say, Hey, is this nefarious or is this something that we can see what's going on? And I have kind of my thoughts. So let's start with today. So this morning, earlier this morning, they had their press conference, which was in the Global Collaboration Village. They kicked off at 8.30 in the morning. And then they had multiple sessions at the same time. Mastering New Energy Economics. Staying ahead of a recession. Financial Institutions Innovating Under Pressure. Quiet Quitting and the Meaning of Work. Deglobalization or Reglobalization. Philanthropy, a Catalyst for Protecting Our Planet. And John Kerry is the public speaker for that with a couple other people. In defense of Europe, uh, public speakers there. Uh, I didn't recognize uh, many of the American names there, but we'll, we'll look through. And a conversation with 2023 Crystal Awardee Renee Fleming. Now, Renee Fleming was one with Idris Elba, who talked about how the arts are going to have to lead the way. Now, clicking on Mastering New Energy Economics, I thought that this was an interesting topic to start. It says, energy systems have experienced a series of shocks, forcing many governments to step in to protect citizens and companies from skyrocketing prices while scrambling to shore up national energy security. As decision makers worldwide strive to craft energy strategies for the year ahead, how can they reconcile energy resilience, affordability, and sustainability? This session was developed in collaboration with CNN. <laughs> yes, that session was developed in collaboration with CNN. In fact, Julia Chatterley, the anchor at CNN, is going to head up that. What does CNN, the news anchor, know about mastering new energy economics? What am I missing there? Can somebody please explain that to me? All right, so we're moving on to later in the day, sport and industry and society. That's right. Remember what I said? They have five different types of segments and they want to reach you through sports. They also have sustainably served open forum. This one's interesting. This one, nearly 830 million people face food insecurity and more than 3 billion are unable to afford a healthy diet. Challenges to human and planetary health have been further compounded by rising costs, supply chain disruptions, and climate change. How can we strengthen the connections between food, nature, health for more affordable, healthy, and sustainable diets? 
This session is directly linked to New Frontiers Nutrition Initiative at the World Economic Forum. And they're going to have Unilever, a nutrition, the nutrition present from Unilever. Do you, do you know who Unilever is? If you don't, it's one of the world's uh, largest food supply companies that run so many other foods and brands that you might consume, like Hellman's Mayonnaise, Ben & Jerry's, uh, things like Knorr, K-N-O-R-R, uh, Dove products for washing. Uh, they have their finger in so much. Uh, Magnum chocolate bars. Um, I can't even think some of the other ones. Uh, Vaseline is is part of Unilever. You, you would know their logo if you saw it. That's uh, one of the things I'm, I'm pretty sure. It's been around for years. It's like the uh, letter U with some brand words in the center of it. So yeah, they're involved in that one. Um, let's continue on. I, I know I'm, I'm kind of at the halfway of my, well, the full segment, but I want to continue on for you. So hopefully you have some time to sit with me beyond the 30 minutes I'm going today. Preparing 1 billion people for tomorrow's economy. All right. With 1 billion jobs liable to be radically transformed by technology in the next decade, what critical interventions are needed to provide better skills, jobs, and education for 1 billion people by 2030? Decarbonization, insurmountable challenge. Guess who's speaking of that one? Everybody's favorite vice president of the United States. Sarcasm. Al Gore talks about purchasing commitments offer uh, the potential to create new markets for innovative clean technologies, saying demand signals to enable the upfront investment and development of green products critical to the net zero transition of economies. This is interesting because it's called the Financing the Transition to a Net Zero Future Initiative of the World Economic Forum. Again, the World Economic Forum is setting the uh, agenda for the entire world. This isn't conspiracy theory. This is the entire world's leaders all going and saying, okay, yep, let's do it. What happened to the sovereign nation? What happened to the constitution? You know, I, I get that, you know, we got involved with the UN. I get that we got involved with NATO and so many other things that were completely unconstitutional. At what point did we, we sell out to the WEF? At what point, you know, did we sign on to this? Can anyone answer that for me? And these continue on and on with more and more um, sessions, and you'll be able to click on them, and some of these you'll be able to watch. They said they're going to make these public as they go. I'm going to cover them this week. I'm going to cover the topics that I find to be interesting, uh, to see if I can get down. I'm going to watch some of these as well. I'll make sure that we're finding the real uh, information. There's one that I have my eye on today. It's going to be uh, the clear and present danger of disinformation. How can the public, regulators, and social media companies better collaborate to tackle disinformation as information pollution spreads at unprecedented speed and scale? Uh, Harvard Kennedy School of Government uh, is there, Brian Stetler. Um, There's also author Greg Sulzberger, who's the chairman and publisher of the New York Times. Our congressman from Massachusetts, Seth Moulton, is going to be on that panel. Uh, and we have the president and chief executive officer, Jean Bergot, from Internews. This session scares the crap out of me. Who controls what is valid information and misinformation 
if anything, Elon Musk is trying to point out to us that misinformation is not all the time misinformation. It's simply weaponized information that are detailed that way against the source. It's being weaponized by intelligence agencies and by government. So please go to weform.org. In the description here on the America Out Loud Network, I'm going to be posting uh, the link to the public attendees so you can go through and see that. And we're going to cover this throughout the week and give you some thoughts as we go, as well as the regular stories that continue to pop up as they go. Uh, I'll be on top of them. Hope that I honored your time well today. Uh, Please, please, please be mindful of who you follow, that you don't follow them right off the cliff, right? It's that old adage. If your friends jumped off a bridge, would you too? (laughs) Well, if the water was deep enough, maybe I would for fun if it was safe. But if I couldn't confirm that that water was deep enough and I might break a leg or die, mm -mm, ain't jumping off the bridge. And there's a lot of people right now that are blindly going into dangerous waters following people. Uh, To the doctors that are out there that are doing the research, that are publishing the studies, thank you so very much. Uh, Do not want to take away from the work that you do. To doctors that aren't doing the research, that are sensationalizing things, you know, shame on you. Be better. That's, That's all. You have people that trust you. All right, everyone, have a great rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America. Thank you.